This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Inland Empire Gun Owners strives to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your local rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment. That's iegunowners.com slash join. All right, Max, now guess what we're going to do? Ask him a lot of questions. No. (laughs) We're going to interview Carla. Carla Talley from the Inland Empire Gun Owners. She's the executive director up in Inland Empire, and they had their their Xmas party last night. Carla, how are you doing? Are you there? I'm here. I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Congratulations on on a fantastic shindig last night. Oh, thank you. We really wanted to try to keep it low-key and relaxed last night after gun prom and, and all the bells and whistles and bling and gun prom. We wanted a night just for the members and, and friends just to get together and hang out and visit and have some good food and win some great raffle prizes. Well, it, it was all the above. I was there. I had the honor. Yes. It was good food and uh, uh, good people and uh, a good time. Where, where did you have it? We had it at Thompson's Brewery in Riverside. Cool. Thompson's Brewery. It was it was good. How, how did you find Thompson's Brewery? We actually, one of our board members goes there quite often, and he, he brought it to our attention to possibly hold our Christmas party last year hmm. and possibly hold a couple meetings there through the year. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the meetings didn't work out, and at the time they wanted – um, we wanted to be able to bring in a catering truck, and they didn't allow us to do that. Uh, but this year we decided, you know, we're just going to go and have them cater it and sit out back and let them do all the work. And party. Yeah, there you go. That's a Michael Schwartz way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we had fried chicken sandwiches. Oh, oh really? Yes. And they make all, they made all that in, in-house. And we had, uh, what else we had? Pulled, yep. Was it pulled pork? Pulled pork, yeah. Uh, and then they had the brisket baked beans. Five cheese gourmet macaroni and cheese. The mac and cheese. We had a great awesome. potato salad. We had all the fixings. The you, uh, you, chicken you, sandwiches also had a homemade ranch dressing to put on them. You can't do this. We do it. We do. We no, do. no. I've been here for six hours. You can't <laughs> talk like that on radio. I didn't try the beans. I didn't know they were brisket beans. I wish I'd have known. They known. are. They were. They were brisket beans. Big old chunks of beef brisket in it. How did you oh, miss wow. that? How could you miss that? So embarrassed now. You should go get stretched. And you had a. (laughs) That's like the new. It's like your new. That's my. Like your new. Your new insult. Get stretched. Yeah, get stretched. (laughs) Um, That's cool. (laughs) So, and you had you had prizes too. I liked what you did. Mm Mm-hmm. You had uh, on the the prize table, Dave. They were all wrapped. Uh, so you, so did, you didn't know what you were getting. You didn't know what you were getting, right? Is that tell, tell explain how did you do it, Carla? Exactly. I I took everything and wrapped everything, and I put it on the table. And as I pull, called the numbers, I told them they were able to come up and choose one present on the table. Oh. They were not allowed to molest it. They couldn't pick it up. They couldn't shake it. They couldn't 
turn around and take it back and exchange it. Once they picked it up, uh, it was theirs. You're <laughs> evil. That was kind of cool. That was kind of a neat way of doing it. We had, we had some really great prizes. We have a, a member that is a quilter. And Ooh. she actually did two quilts this year. She did a giant queen-size Christmas quilt, wow. which was beautiful. I bet. And then she did a what's called a personal quilt. It's like a lap quilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all gun-related. It had the Second Amendment on it. And all the stitching cool. in the middle of it was all shaped in different guns. Wow. Who, who did that? Uh, Jeanette Stemus. Oh, she's she's not. Uh, we told you so. She's not just a culture. She's a hugger. I get a big hug. Oh, you get a big hug. Oh, yeah. Everybody she's a great. That. She's a great hugger. She's a great lady. She's a wonderful uh, cool. patriot and Second Amendment supporter. Yep. Her and her husband also do all of our jacket embroidery and all of our hat embroidery. Nice. I always like working with the smaller, you know, family-owned companies like that. Yes. Yeah. The quality's there for sure. Definitely. I hate. Hats that say Taiwan. <laughs> Taiwan. I hate it. You hate hats that say Taiwan. Yeah, and they, yeah, they, they're part of our. So, our, so specific. <laughs> China's part okay. Of our fabulous foursome is is what we call them. They they're out of the our tabletops almost every weekend. It's the other way around. We're gonna get all kinds of hate mail. That he just I, bashed I, Taiwan and I supported digress. China. Great, Dave. Wait. <laughs> Way to cause an international incident on Gun Owners Radio. Well, at least we know that my listening. segment. Yeah, during your segment, I need to buy you lunch. Um, <laughs> Definitely. So, how big is your club? We are up to. We're actually an organization. We're not a club. I like clubs. We are up. <laughs> don't you have huggers and clubs? You don't have organization. No, we just we're like one big happy family. That's we're at even better. One hundred and sixty members. Oh now. wow, you got that many in a. Brewery, that's pretty. Cool. Well, we didn't. We did. Well, they, they didn't all show up. Yeah, that, we had about thirty people show up. The, that number <laughs> spiked. Inland Empire's uh, membership number spiked thanks to Carla. She's doing a fantastic that's job. Awesome. Inland well, Empire of getting members and tell her about our guest doing all the stuff. Yeah, have you been okay. listening? Do you, are Max here with uh, the UCSD Marksmanship Program? Oh, I haven't listened yet. I was going to go and listen after I did my segment. Yeah. And rewind it and watch it. So but he's, he's right there, SDSU, and he's they've put together this great club where they educate the kids and and we were talking about how amazing how many of these on-campus kids are actually coming in to figure out what this gun thing is all about. And they, then it, then the ones that want to shoot get to shoot. My daughter's um, old high school just put out a notice that they're going to have a shooting team. What? Wow. Yeah, that high school. I, it was, it was, I was amazed, yeah. I really think we're going into. I think so, a, too. I, I think we're going into a, uh, a um, oh, just like a like an, an era. We're going into a short yeah. era. Hopefully not a short era, but we're going into an era of uh but the left doesn't want to. They don't want to talk about it. The ones that want our guns don't want to talk about it. Well, some they the know they got to do something. Some on the right don't want to talk about it. But, well, that's true. It, but too. I think we're we're headed into. I think we're. It just feels like there's. Does a, it feel like it? There's a really bright light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train this time. Right. Like like a like a Second right. Amendment Renaissance. A Second Amendment Renaissance. Oh, exactly. Like Max. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> so what, well, do you look, what are you looking to, forward to most in 2023 for Inland Empire? Growth. My go. goal is to have nearly a thousand members by the end of 2023. Bam! So thousand members. Cool. Heard it here for, by the end of 2023. Yeah. Breaking and, news. Yep. How yep. many of you so got? We're right. We, 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 San Diego's got uh, <laughs> like I forget 3,400. I think. 
See, and I remember when you were at five hundred. Times the amount of what we have, but that's okay. But you know what? You <laughs> sound you sounded just like Mike when we started the show. I think he had five hundred, maybe six hundred, if that. Something like that. Pretty low number. But of the enthusiasm yep. on his face, it was like, Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And we're at thirty five. Yeah. Something yep. like that, 34, 35. Wow, that's a ton. That's and, a lot of work, too. And Carla's... Uh, and we're, we're running a great uh, uh, special right now. We've got 40% off our membership dues. Wow. So if you're in yep. Inland Empire, if you're in Riverside or San Bernardino, even if you're not, you just want to be a member of Inland Empire, if you go to InlandEmpireGunOwners.com, you can sign up for any level of membership and get, uh, is it what is it, 40% off? 40% off, yeah. 40% off through all through December, right? Yes. There you yeah, go. it expires at midnight, December thirty first. So okay. January first, it's it's no longer is in effect. But um, and you can also upgrade if you're like a Patriot membership, you can go in and pay for a Challenge membership at that forty percent off. So I got a question. I belong to San yeah. Diego County Gun Owners. Can I join your club? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we'd welcome you with open arms. Right. Look at that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying all the all the San Diego County Gun Owners that are out there, all yeah. thirty five hundred of them should join this group i i think there's only i think there's only one person that i know of i'll have to go back and look but there, i think there's only one person i know of her name's claire and she's a member of all three packs but i oh, think goodness. i think everybody okay. should be that way if I you want if you want to get this second amendment thing off the ground hey it was yep. is she staying uh yep. no that's it throwing her out that's it so I'll, go to inlandempiregunowners.com <laughs> Uh, go to a meeting and introduce yourself to Carla. She's got a lot of work ahead. And join up. If Dave joins, he'd be the crazy uncle. <laughs> I could be the crazy yeah. uncle. I like that. All right. Good talking to you. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Well, a lot of companies are very unhappy with their website. It looks old. It's out of date. It's not getting customers. Well, SageTree gets it. Since 2005, SageTree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. Stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're proud to share. Contact SageTree today to get the website that makes the phones ring. Getting started is easy. Call 866-728-9100. That's 866-728-9100. Let them fix your website today. All right, so we you want some good news, Dave? Oh, absolutely. Remember when we started the show and it was nothing but bad news? Have you noticed that more and more you're getting good, gooder news? You know, you're absolutely no. You really are right because I. It's it's almost like when you say, "Hey, you ever heard of Michael Schwartz, or have you ever heard of Gun Owners of San Diego?" I'm getting more yeses than I've ever gotten in the past. You know, that's good. Well, and and we all need to do that. We all need to ask people, perfect strangers standing in the grocery line, about that because again, I think that's part of spreading the word. Max, you'll probably agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably go to school. Yeah, you study, 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 but you're probably still thinking about your Second Amendment right, and you need to share it with some of these kids. Yeah, and just be informative as much as we can. 
Well, it's nice that you're giving them an avenue. You're giving them an option. Whether they take it or not, that's not your problem. Your yeah. problem is I'm here if you want to listen. Of course. Which doesn't that kind of move you up that negative ladder because they're down here still thinking terrible things about gun ownership, but you're up here saying, well, if you want to come up here, you might be enlightened. Yeah. It's yeah. about and, and you've never had it. I, I want to actually let's circle back to that before we talk about what we're going to talk about. You haven't had any pushback. No one has, you know, no one's filed. Like you can't say nobody. Like no one's like sent you an email. Nothing like that, huh? Uh, so far, not really. Burned uh, your but, car. That's but, amazing. But from other members, like comments, uh, they did get like some negative uh, reaction, uh, especially with our social media. They were like, "Why do they have this like assault rifle?" Or, or you know, even though it's just a civilian AK. Um, it's just not an assault rifle. Yeah, it's not assault. It can't shoot automatic. Yes, but, um, um, but that's as as far to the extent of like negative uh, perception on us as a club. And it wasn't but, even real bad because you know social media is where they can really throw mud. Yeah, and say whatever they want and the whole nine yards. But you didn't really get. You got negative, but it wasn't brutal. It was not brutal. It was yeah. more of I guess. They didn't like what we did, and they didn't want to deal with us. So, do you have in-person meetings, or is it all Zoom? Uh, we do have in-person meetings. Right. Yeah, we we uh, plan on doing meetings at least once a month. That's awesome. Right. Do you, is there a is there an a like a like a, a club that's the opposite? Is there a, a anti-gun? Yeah, is there an oh. anti-gun club? All of them. Oh yeah, it's called the College Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever reach out? Do you ever like say, "Hey, why don't we uh, talk about this?" Or a, a, like a part, or? a part of me feels like I should, but uh, but given the political climate, I'm not entirely sure if it would be a good idea. Yeah, do you really want to get yelled at? Because yeah. they don't want to. They don't want to listen to your reasoning. No. No. All they want to do is yell at you, call you names, and try and try to get a Biden next. Uh, Biden to win the next election. Yeah, that's yeah. all they care about right now. Yeah. And and you know they're and they figured out they don't have to debate. Nobody has. Do nope. you notice that nobody has to debate? Have you seen anybody that's debated well, except once maybe? There's or? protest. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. Did you? Has anything like that happened at UCSD? Has there been any like, hey, we want to have this, you know, speaker, and and they said nope, you can't have that speaker. Is it? I know that's happened in other California universities. Um, in the past we have, uh, we did have a f some speakers, but it's more like within the club. It's not like open to the public. We had like, um, Oh, I see. So you have like-minded speakers. Yeah. Okay. So but, I got to ask you a question. But that's definitely a plan that I'm going to like work on, work on later down the road. Yeah. Cause I think you're right. But when I was a kid and I, I went to school and I was a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout, I have to wear my uniform and got harassed like you would not believe. Do you wear anything at school that says that no. you belong to this club? Uh, no, we don't. No but, t-shirt. But, but we do. We do plan on getting a, a merch down the road too. Yeah. So merch, uh, I like it. Remember when you were a scout? <laughs> oh yeah. Didn't they give you hell when you went to school? No. Well, not you. Not me, Dave. That's right. I was like thinking you <laughs> you were stretched. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so well, do you? So you do have big plans. Sounds to me like yeah. When when's the merch come out? Uh, yeah. when we have the money. <laughs> so we got to get you a sponsor. Yeah, how much do you yeah. need? Uh, he hasn't got well, that in his head, right? We don't know that. We don't know yet. To be determined. To be determined. We will, right. we'll, we'll, well, let's we'll, see if we can get that. But know. I would get us. I'd get some of these stores, right, like Turner's or something or other, and then you know, get them to throw in. K, yeah, that'd be cool. K one speed. 
put a little patch on the back or something. Yeah, K, oh, yeah. K1 Speed might jump on that. How many I'm shirts not K1, do you need? I'm sorry, 5'11". Yeah. How many shirts do you need? Like like uh, 30? Yeah, 30, 50. 30, 50? What, 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 would you, what, you want T-shirts or polos, or what would you do? Uh, just like T-shirts, just like uh, just like regular T-shirts. All right, we might have to. And I'll tell you another thing, too. Always put the logo in the front right in your chest bone. Mm-hmm. That way, when you wear a jacket like that and you have it unbuttoned, you know, stay warm, they can still see the logo. Mm-hmm. People that. that put them up here, like that SD County thing, that <laughs> oh. should be there. Oh, I kind of like that design, though. We're in San Diego. Yeah, but that's Nobody's a polo wearing shirt. a jacket. <laughs> you don't wear jackets. In San well, you don't wear a jacket. That's true. But, yeah. But, no, 5'11", that's, you know, that's what I was trying to say when I say K1 okay. speed. But 5'11", got really good stuff. Mm. I'm telling you. All right. Better, so I, how do you – like, what are the politics like at UCSD? I mean, you, you can kind of tell, you know, like like Berkeley is – extreme left and you know the university of san francisco is extreme left like you know what how would you describe is does does ucsd have a political identity uh yeah it has a pretty liberal bias uh not as not to the extent like uh uc berkeley mm-hmm. uh ucb is like um but you know when there is a when there's an opportunity that shows up they definitely do show up uh for protests like the uh like the Union for Academic Workers that just happened a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. What is and, that? What's the Union for Academic Workers? Oh, it's mainly like TAs and like student workers that basically uh, try to advocate for uh, like fair wages um, in, in, a, in the university. Uh, I'm not, I haven't really kept up with that, but apparently they get like paid like 20000 a year. Um, it feels like with college, I feel like somebody needs to, there needs to be a trend, like all this weird stuff. It, it all seems to be left over from like, you know, like the animal house, like 50s, 60s, like fraternity, sororities. and. I think they all want like, that. Yeah, to them, that's an experience. It, but it's not no, reality. It's not that, real world. That's because you're old. <laughs> and you're realizing it. I am old. But when you were in college, I'm sure you were a, a hoot to handle. Look, get all these college kids off my front lawn yeah right exactly <laughs> i don't know um okay so they tend to be a little bit left what what co- is there even a college out there that is like wow that's a pretty conservative college like what what college out there has a like a right wing because i heard event? that 96 percent of professors are liberal left 96 <clears throat> is, is there is there like a right like is there a right wing equivalent of, of 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 cal of berkeley that you know of Grand Canyon. Yeah, that could be. Oh, well, that's actually that's in Arizona, but Grand Canyon or anywhere. Yeah, anywhere across uh, the country. Grand Canyon University tends to be uh, uh, pretty conservative. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is probably Liberty University or um, or Prager U. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, I heard uh, that was a college. Or, Bring, or BYU maybe. That's oh, probably BYU. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Now is is uh, what was it? Did you say Grand Canyon, Alicia? Mm-hmm. Is that a, is that a religious college? Yeah. She graduated from there. I would imagine a lot of these religious colleges are probably pretty, you know, maybe a little more on the conservative side. Yeah. I, w- I was going to say, I just looked up on a, a website called uh, collegevaluesonline.com, and they said the number one college, most conservative college in California is Point Loma Nazarene. Yeah, University. Point Loma. Oh, See, I but didn't that's even another think religious. Of that. Is there a that's non? A that's interesting. Is there a non-religious college that that is that is known to be conservative? Yeah. To be honest, no. I'm looking at all these colleges here. They're and all related. They're all re- yeah. related to religion. Yeah. Every single one of them. That's crazy. That, 
And I know there's there are religious colleges that wait Prager you that are that are fairly left wing. too. He's not related to it. That's not a real college. It's not a college. It's you a YouTube get, channel. You, <laughs> it's not a college. Dave. But you can get a diploma. <laughs> you can't get a diploma for Prager. Send you. in the money. <laughs> I seen it. You can get it. That's cool. I don't even know. I, it's it's kind of interesting. I, uh, I'll have to think about that. How do you start a conservative college? Huh. You're not allowed. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs> I would think like some like some like uh, you know like but who did like, this like Creighton? I mean, who really you know, put or, this game plan together? Or what's the or what's that basketball college that got popular like twenty years? Gonzaga? I think like one of those you know like some some middle of the country college. But but stop and think. How did they start the transition of kids in schools to come out with such hardcore liberal left professors? I mean they. This couldn't. I mean, this takes months. It takes years. I don't know, but honestly, my my, I don't care. It's not that I care that they're you know hardcore liberal. It just I don't want any college or that has ide- a severe ideology. Yeah, I don't want any kind of severe ideology. Yeah, like it's 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 a place where it, it should. You're be. supposed to debate. Well, you're supposed yeah. to debate, but you should look at the left and the right and the middle and the 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 up and the down and make and a the, decision that fits you, know? you. Yeah. And, and and I think any college that is uh, now I understand that people you know according to whatever their programs are or, you know I understand that there are colleges that'll get a concentration of a certain you know ideology or a certain type of person mm-hmm. and it's very surprising to me that there is not a single college out there I know that isn't religious but is you know tends to be more conservative. Right. Hey, what about Chico State? They pretty uh, no. I think they're just. I think they're just like they're not. Out. They're not really about political party, just party. That's not really a yeah. college. <laughs> That's not so, really a college. But it surprises me that there isn't one. Now, again, I don't. I don't really want. Like, I don't really want a right wing college. I don't. But I don't want. I definitely don't want. You want a middle of the road college. You just want a college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're wondering too, according to the same website, I look up Chico State. Uh, it says ten percent, <laughs> or excuse me, forty three percent are liberals, twenty six percent are uh, moderate, and four percent are conservative. Oh, okay. that's it. Four percent. Yeah. Well, and I think you're working against. You know, what do they say? They say if you're if you're a, if you're a conservative when you're young, you have no heart, and if you're a liberal when you're old, you have no brain. Is that how that goes? I don't, <laughs> so no, you're I, working against. Yeah. You know, kids eighteen right. to twenty two are. You know, you've already pissed anyway. off half the listeners. So let's well, go let's, ahead. Let's come back and see what we can do let's about see the, other half. the other half. Actually, right we here. didn't even talk about what we got to talk about. So we'll talk about what we got to talk, we gotta about, talk about. about. What's that? Be- what's that Senate bill? I want to talk about the Senate Bill thirteen twenty seven, and I was talking. We we had a major victory, a we major did. award. Oh, and you slid mm-hmm. through a whole section and missed that. We need a <laughs> Max tele- is more interesting. We than a major need victory. a teleprompter, <laughs> folks. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. The answer. Absolutely. <laughs> Turn my mic on. Hey, is there a better tool that allows a woman to defend against an attacker that's 100 pounds bigger? That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women led by women, 
The Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's all free. To sign up, go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and Inland Empire. So get help today. Notmesd.org. So I feel good. I just uh, off air just told, uh, just said that I uh, I downloaded the Chevron app, and I only uh, I only buy gas at Chevron from now on. What did you say, Dave? Well, I'm just saying it's a very smart move because you're not going to get a better fuel. I feel good about that now. I know. I think that's a commercial. <laughs> I know we should get Chevron to yeah, sponsor. Back us up sponsor. a little bit. Well, oh. and we did talk a little bit about you know Costco gas. All you have to do, folks, put a tank of Costco in it, drive. 150 miles or, or go, you know, run the tank out and then go get a Chevron, do the same thing, do the math, not the computer on the car, do the math, and you'll save two or three gallons, two or oh, three wow. miles per gallon. Wow. There you go. And you won't have issues. But anyway, that's another story. All right. Prize winner, Gun Owners Radio uh, Prize yeah. Package. The winner is my good buddy, Albert Garcia. Congratulations, my friend. What do you Excellent. Mean? He wins the uh, Gunner's Radio prize package, um, and he won for joining the email newsletter. If you want to join the email newsletter, go to gunownersradio.com slash subscribe. Gunownersradio.com slash subscribe. Sign up for our newsletter, and you could win the Gun Owners Radio prize package. Cool. So, yeah, which is a it's a decoder ring, and it tells you Absolutely. to drink more Ovaltine. I like that. Okay, so we had a really cool win. Uh, you know, we actually started talking about how the wins are, f- you know, coming more and more often. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we first started, it was like, hey, we should have a chart. News. Yeah, <laughs> so some kind, like some kind of bar bar yeah. chart or a pie chart or something. Some kind of graph. Yeah, how well we're win. doing. Yeah. Well, we had a, a major win. It's truly a major win. Now it was. Uh, we're going to talk about Senate Bill thirteen twenty seven. I didn't hear it on the news. Well, well, we're we're working on that. The uh, Here's what happened. So Bruin, the Bruin case came out right. and said, yep, turns out the Second Amendment exists and it's actually kind of important. Um, and, you know, all the all the the big attorneys, you know, Firearms Policy Coalition, everybody, you know, we all have, there's a plan out there. There's a mm-hmm. thousand lawsuits that everybody wants to uh, wants to file and launch and win. And, but, but, but as soon and the Bruin case was kind of the, the foundation of all that, right. you know, the Bruin case basically said, yeah, you know, all your cases are, they're going to win because, you know, because of this decision. Because so, if you hadn't have, if you lost, that would probably pretty much put a squelch on a lot of the other lawsuits. Had, well, had the Bruin case gone another way, right. it would have been devast- devastating. That's what I'm saying. Devastating. I, it would have been devastating on so many different levels, but it didn't. We won. That's good. Yeah. So why haven't you seen a whole avalanche of lawsuits? Have you noticed that you really hasn't been like this huge, you know, um, avalanche? It's like they're of happy with the win and they're they, now they're relaxed. No, what happened was um, Senate Bill thirteen twenty seven. Now they passed Senate Bill thirteen twenty seven. They ramrodded it through, went through extremely quickly, and it took effect immediately. A lot of times when uh, Senate bills or Assembly bills pass, takes a year. Yeah, they don't. They, you know, January first. Senate Bill 1327, um, what it says is, uh, among other things, but the main part that, that derailed things for, for a short time, is it basically said, look, if you sue the state on Second Amendment issues and you lose, then the state can come after you to recover fees. 
So if the state passes an anti-gun measure, law, Mm -hmm. whatever, um, and you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to sue. That's that's against my constitutional right. And the the courts decide against you. They say, nope, this is actually constitutional. Then the state could say, hey, you know what? We spent a million and a half dollars and you're going to give it to you're us. You're going to give it to us. You know they're not going to be efficient. The price, the tag's going to be high. Huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. million and a half is probably kind of high. That that would be like a Supreme Court case. But it is absolutely hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in, well, yeah. in fees. I mean, hundreds at, that of po- at that point, it might as well be millions. Might as well. Well, right? now it's Alicia. <laughs> so that made everybody go, wait, 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 wait. You know, we got we to gotta figure this out. We got to get over this bump in the road mm-hmm. before we can do anything else. So what did we do? Did we file another lawsuit? Our attorneys actually did something extremely intelligent. Now, we have the Miller case, which is the- uh, Miller Bontis. Miller Bontis, right. Miller versus Bontis. It's the assault weapons case. And we already had a positive decision. And the Supreme Court said, hey, you know what? You guys need to revisit this thing. You need to, uh, you know, basically, uh, the, the, the decision that uh, the judge made that was positive, you know, the Supreme Court was basically saying that's, you know, you need to- you need to implement that thing. So the they, uh, judge said, all right, both sides, send us, send me any more information you know, that, you, that you, you want me to know. The state said, oh, we need a whole year. And the judge said, no, you don't. <laughs> so we're probably going to get a decision here before too long. But uh, rather than file a whole new lawsuit with this fee thing, mm-hmm. our attorney said, wait a minute. We don't, we don't know if we can proceed on this thing unless you decide on this 1327. You know, uh, we need Judge Benitez. We need you to tell us: Are we on the hook for half a million dollars, or you know, how's this going to work? Pretty genius, right? Wow! So that rather than a whole new lawsuit, we got, had to address it. We had to address it. Brought it up. The judge said, "Okay, I'll address it. Not a problem." Um, came out with a decision last week saying, "Nope, this whole thing, throw it out on its ear. Throw it out on thirteen twenty-seven. Thirteen twirl- twenty-seven out on its ear. Well." Uh, a little down into the weeds, a little bit more specific though, is his decision basically said all the existing suits, you know, the, uh, the mag, you know, the high capacity mm-hmm. magazine that's already in the works. Yeah. All the ones that are already in the works grandfathered in that doesn't apply. Um, but you know, this whole thing stinks was, you know, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. I don't think those are the words he used, but yeah, right. you know, this whole thing that stinks, it, you definitely can't use it against, you know, right. these different cases so boom so that's good news that's good but that's that's partial good news that's awesome great fantastic woohoo um then the attorney general came out and said all right we're not we're not going to pursue this thing you know basically saying they knew they were going to lose that this yeah so let's stop bleeding money let's stop yeah this is a big waste of time the idea that the state was going to come after you for losing a case against you know fighting for your constitutional rights yeah they just pushed they just pushed it yeah, to the limit. And it was even worse than that. It, like, let's say you said, hey, this law, there are 10 things about it I don't like. And you win nine. Mm-hmm. That 10th one, you lose the 10th one. Let's say the court said, all right, you're right. Nine of these are yeah. unconstitutional, but this 10th one, actually, it's not unconstitutional. Boom. They'll come back. They'll come after you for 100% of the fees. Right. So it was really, truly an intimidation tactic. It was designed to stop us from you know regaining our constitutional Well, of course. Rights. And they're not going to stop well they're not going to stop but the attorney they're going to find a different way to come after you well here's the different way though here's here's where they already did it so the attorney general said you know what we're not going to mess with this thing 
You know, we're we're done with this this uh, fee shifting. You know, uh, mm-hmm. malarkey. Um, and then the governor said, "Okay, well, I'll fund it." He wants to step in and fund this thing and get attorneys to. Uh, yeah, isn't that ridiculous? I thought I did read that somewhere. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, if that's not a, a you know a, a, an extremist weirdo, I don't know what is. Wow. If that's not an ex- have you even heard of that before? Now I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV. He's fund it. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn no, Express no, no. last night. He's not going to fund nothing. I am. <laughs> right, exactly. Is that my money? No, no, no. So he was actually so he wants private money to fund this thing. Is what uh, he's looking at. But uh, or or money that you know is donated COVID. from him from a uh, well money that might be donated from one of his five hundred one c threes or something like that. Now I, I I'm not an attorney. It's not legal advice. I'm not an expert in this area. But I don't see how he has standing to be to do that. No. I, I really don't. So, um, but, but we still got to fight it, right? But they haven't still, followed the law in the last five years. Right. So we still got to go to court. Yeah, still we still got to go and say, hey, you know what? This guy, you know, he's a jerk. You know, we need you to agree with us. Right. Um, but I got to tell you, you know, whether you hate Trump, you love Trump, you don't care about Trump, wherever you stand on Trump, um, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is, uh, because of his administration, oh. is far nicer is right. far more friendly is far more reasonable and that was planned to, uh, that was uh, planned oh it absolutely was so but every know. president tries to load up some think about it some don't yeah trump just jumped all over it i mean he threw them all you know his and, administration did a good job yeah. truly in, in that in that in that uh in, in, that in, in that arena well i will good is subjective i think it's good it's helping me you know it's gun owners yeah it's therefore i think, it's, I think good. it's good but he has definitely had an impact on the makeup of the ninth circuit court right you know it used to be the idea of getting a panel of three judges you mm-hmm. know two of them agreeing with us on the second amendment was ludicrous to even think about now it's it's not so weird yeah and of course with the how long are their appointments Bruin, i don't know that's a good question i think are they lifetime i don't know i don't know good question. Oh, hold on alicia all right well she's Give me just a moment. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. They mean loud and clear. You're la- oh, oh he's Brendan's talking. on the wrong. Hey, uh, Brendan, you're on the wrong circuit here. Bro. Yeah, you're on the wrong circuit. I don't want to hear about that guy. Anyway, any <laughs> and now they can't hear. They can't hear me. Alicia, yes, is that working? All right, cool. All right, sorry about that, folks. Had a little technical difficulty. Anyway. Good news, the fee shifting thing, uh, we, we defeated it. Uh, we still got to fight a little bit because uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, everybody's uh, favorite governor, is uh, doing some weird shenanigans. But uh, the good yeah. news is is that uh, the attorney general basically said we're not going to mess with this thing. Uh, now, what that does is it's going to clear the way for uh, not just the, the, the uh, lawsuits that you already know about, like the you know the 1 in 30 law, the assault weapons ban, the under 21 ban, uh, the uh, uh, roster, which I think you're going to see some really good news on. The see, that's what show. I want to see. I want to see the roster change. It's coming. Um, all that's going to be able to move forward. But now isn't he going to? I mean, aren't they just Sacramento's just going to keep fighting and keep fighting and yeah, keep fighting? Absolutely, this isn't going to go away. It's not going to go away. Yeah. We have to keep fighting. We have we, to keep. More importantly, we have to keep winning. Absolutely. So, so that's good go. news. That's yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, normally you pretty much tear me up here. You know, <laughs> last two hours. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, guess what? Sam the Gunman's going to be in the house. We're going to see if Alicia can stump him this time. <laughs> right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. 
right, folks, welcome back to Gunner's Radio FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. A self-defense event happens in seconds. In the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life can change forever. And I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense. But if you must, then you must be ready. That's why USCCA exists. Because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 Critical Response Team is right there for you. To discover more about USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. uscca.com slash G-O-R. That's good. Here's a good uh, question this week, man. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Alicia, you want to you wanna do it? Sure. Sure. Do we have Sam on? Yo, Sam. Hello. Big Sam. Yeah, how are you guys? Good, man. How Fantastic. are you? Fantastic. So this is Stump, my nephew. We found out that Sam, the gunman, my nephew, is extremely good at gun trivia. So every week, if you write in and send us a question and we use it on the air, you'll get a hat or a shirt. If you stump, my nephew, you'll get a special, special prize. Fire it up, Alicia. Show- All right. All right, Sam, you ready? Floor is yours. Yeah, let's have it. All right. So today we have a question. It's from Elton from Phoenix. So our question today is, what is considered the first sniper rifle? Hmm. Elton from Phoenix. Thanks for writing in. Um, what is considered the first sniper rifle? Uh, that's a really interesting question because I, I guess it would depend a little bit on um, who you ask. But um, We're And Sam. I guess what, what your real definition is. <laughs> but uh, I'll give you uh, a few ones, uh, a few possible answers and why they could be considered the first. Um, you could say that the rifle itself, the, the first rifled musket, um, was in a sense a sniper rifle because it was much more accurate than the, um, the, the, the smoothbore musket. And that's why that eventually became the common, uh, the, the dominant paradigm. Um, you could say that the um, Whitworth rifle was the first sniper rifle because it was exceptionally accurate for its day. That came around in the about the mid-19th century. A handful were used in the American Civil War. Um, you could say that um, various other patterns of rifled muskets used in the American Civil War and around that time were the first sniper rifles because they were the first to be fitted with uh, telescopic sites. Um, or you could even, um, if you wanted to, to get much later on, you could say that, um, uh, for example, the M40 in U.S. service was a- an early example of a sniper rifle because it was one of the first that was built dedicated as a sniper's weapon instead of just converted from an accurized service rifle like a, a K98 or a Mosin Nagant or a Springfield M1903. Well... <laughs> so, re, 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 okay, ahead. so I have to say the answer that we had prepared is one of those that you did list, and you were correct with the content and the explanation you gave. I'm the guessing un- it's going to be the Whitworth, right? <laughs> of course. <Amazing>. Of course. <laughs> re, re, Alicia, read the answer. He even got so, here. So here's the answer. So, yeah, the Whitworth rifle was an English-made percussion rifle used in the latter half of the 19th century. A single-shot muzzle loader with excellent long-range accuracy for its era, upwards of 1,400 yards, especially when used with a telescopic telescopic sight. Uh, the Whitworth rifle is widely regarded as the world's first sniper rifle. Congratulations. 
So, um, first of all, a uh, great question from uh, Elton from Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, fantastic question. Lots of interesting material there. And uh, just to justify my, my multiple answers a little bit and say that I wasn't just hedging my bets and acting unfairly. Um, Nobody uh, accused it, it is, you of that. What's that? Nobody accused you of that, I assure you. But keep going. Okay, well, keep I, going. I still have to cover all my bases. Um, it, it Again, as I said, it really depends on what you consider to be a sniper rifle. Uh, because... You have, um, even earlier in U.S. history, there was a, an American um, Continental Army officer by the name of Morgan who led uh, a group of sharpshooters equipped with basically just rifled muskets um, to used to devastating effect against British officers during the American Revolution. Um, and so you could make the argument, again, depending on how vague or specific you want to be with your definition of sniper rifle, that um, they're basic rifled muzzle loading muskets were um were sniper rifles because they were used by sharpshooters or what we would now call snipers but uh, i think that the whitworth rifle is a is a great uh, great place to draw the line because it was designed from the ground up for accuracy so that's my question why do you think what from what you know about the whitworth why would you think that it earned the reputation as the first sniper rifle or or, or even even broader is there some context to you know what was going on at that time uh when they you know maybe that's why they they uh it's 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 earned the uh reputation of being the first rifle uh, first sniper rifle yeah, there's there's actually a great Forgotten Weapons video on this, um, if you want a good overview of it. Uh, Whitworth was, uh, he had a background in mechanical engineering, and he was big into precision and standardization, which during the Industrial Revolution, those things were really a big deal. Um, uh, because that's like that's how we got the technology we have today, is people back then trying to figure out ways to machine things more precisely. And so what he did with his rifle, was instead of having a roughly round bore with rifling grooves cut into it, the bore was actually polygonal in profile. Um, and I'm not talking polygonal rifling like in a Glock barrel. Like it actually had flat sides because he figured out that you can get a much tighter and more consistent fit between flat surfaces than round surfaces. So if you um, shove a bullet down that barrel when you're loading it, then flat sides on the bullet will match up with flat faces on the uh, inside of the barrel and give you a, a very consistent fit. I don't know if there's good information on exactly how accurate they were by modern standards. Like, I don't think anyone scientifically tested it, but they were renowned for very good precision for their time. Dave said he already knew all this. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, good for him then. <laughs> Not hard. So the M40, talk about the M40 for a little bit. What uh, uh, you, met, you mentioned as a, a possible... Uh, Candidate, uh, candidate for for answering the question. What, t tell people what the M40 was and, and who was behind the M40. Yeah, uh, basically Carlos Hathcock of Marine Corps fame um, was a, a very effective sniper in the Vietnam War, um, and he really pioneered a lot of the tactics and equipment that became dominant later on and, and are still prevalent to this day. And one of the rifles he was most famous for using was a, a civilian market Winchester Model 70 yeah. that he dressed up a little bit uh, for his own needs. And so they took a lot of those same ideas he came up with for how to make a good sniper rifle 
and put that into the M40. It's a Remington 700 action rebuilt by armorers here at Marine Corps Base Quantico into a devastatingly accurate sniper rifle. I always thought it was interesting that he he used the uh, the 70, the Model 70, um, but when it came time to come up with a you know a standard uh, sniper rifle for the for the Marine Corps that that he switched to a Remington 700. I, I thought that was interesting. I, there's probably a a deep explanation for that. I don't know what it is, but I always thought that was interesting. My guess is that the actions were more easily available as were parts, that, but that's just conjecture on my part. I read an interview um, of somebody that, that served with, with, Hathcock, with Hathcock and said that, um, that, uh, that his barrel was a mess. He said it was it, as good a sniper as he was, it was even more amazing because his, you know, he dragged that Model 70 you know, up and down hills and whatever uh, across Vietnam. Shouldn't have shot nothing. Yeah, shouldn't have hit anything, and he was so good with it. Knew his gun. There's some, there's some saying about, you know, fearing, fearing. Fear the man with one gun, for he knows how to use it. <laughs> there you go. That's the saying. <laughs> Why did you even think? That? <laughs> All right, man. We just have a couple yeah. minutes. What do you got going on as far as what do you got cooking as far as uh, as uh, as far as your blog? Did you do an article last week? Um, or you got one coming I'm up this week? Getting or? the weeks mixed up now uh, because I remember uh, one or two weeks you told me not to do a post because there was another one going up. But yep. um, what, what's the? Uh, what's I, the? Did you do one after the book report? Uh, you know I don't remember. All right, all right. What do you? Um, what do you, you got? One coming out tomorrow. The book review. Yeah, I've got one coming up tomorrow. Uh, pretty much ready to go about um, buying guns as gifts. For uh, really for relatives because it's it's getting to be that time of year. Oh, that's a good. Subject. And yeah, um, yeah so I, I figure it's topical. Good information there. Yeah, good. So if you go to any of the websites, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, if you go to any of the websites and look at the blog, you'll find Joe Dramisis and you'll also find uh, Sam. He's been uh, giving us about a uh, about a blog a week. So uh, check that out, and uh, we'll talk we'll talk about. What we'll do is we'll we'll roll it out in Thursday's emails. It'll go up tomorrow, but we'll roll out in Thursday's emails, and then we'll talk about it. We'll go over it uh, Sunday at uh, with your, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk have you talk about it Sunday. How's that? Yep, sounds good. All right, awesome cool. job, Sam. Everything yep. about this was fantastic. That was a good one. That was extremely, a good one. extremely good. Have yeah, it. it's it's a fun topic. Um, yeah. Good question, and thanks for having me on. As always, my pleasure. All right. We're not going anywhere yet. We want you to do a few things like subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. And if you're in the area, stop by some of our sponsors or all of them. San Diego County Gun Owners, join $10 a month. Orange County Gun Owners, I'm assuming $10 a month. Inland Empire Gun Owners, $10 a month. In fact, I found out that you can join all three. The Dillon Law Group, Sage Tree, if you want to get your... Uh, your uh, website up and running. I do. San Diego Flight Training International. That's your next challenge. U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Everybody should be part of that. Can't thank Alicia Curtin, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson, who's not here today, but he's in spirit. Oh, and, little guy. Yeah, and good old Brendan Thomas. Without his talents, we would be a mess. Hey, Dave. Hey, what? How come there aren't a lot of women that work for the U.S. Post Service. I don't know, Michael. Be- because it's a male-dominated industry. <laughs> I say that well, just you got to laugh out of Alicia. 
All right. Say that well, just folks, for you. Hopefully you've enjoyed Gun Owners Radio. Bob Siegel's coming up next. Male dominated. Male dominated, I might add. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.